Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com here. It is Monday, December 8th, 2018. We had a big week last week. I want to thank all of you who joined me for the Wrestle Kingdom 12 post show. I did a New Year Dash post show. Uh, lots of, I mean, I'm talking like three dozen articles in relation to New Japan and the week that they had last week. You can head over to Fightful.com and on our top bar that scrolls along the side, or you can just find it down the list of stories. Uh, we had a quick list of those stories. That way, in case you missed it, maybe you wanted to get caught up. There were a lot of different things you could do, uh, basically, to catch up on our week in coverage of that. It includes highlights of Wrestle Kingdom uh, 12. Like, if you don't want to watch the whole show or if you want to relive it, it includes our post shows, press conference stuff. Just, I was very proud of our Wrestle Kingdom coverage. Brandon Howard did stuff. Constantine Eckner did stuff. Brian Rose, myself, uh, we put in a lot of work on that. And the numbers definitely delivered, so we'll be doing that uh, more of that. Also, we'll be doing more alternate commentaries. I'm joined by Alex Pawlowski right now, who was a part of the Royal Rumble 2005 match alternate commentary, which you guys can find at FightfulPods.com and Fightful.com. Alex, we are going to film pretty soon Elimination Chamber, the 2003 match, and for a completely different end of the spectrum, the Extreme Elimination Chamber match, which I don't think I've watched. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've watched that one either. But like, which I don't think is anybody great, did. Uh, yeah, it's a <laughs> it great a end of the spectrum uh, thing for like that, as well as uh, the Elimination Chamber 2003 from SummerSlam, uh, which is one of my all-time favorites and includes a roster of only Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers. 
Like it's stacked yeah. and it's so much fun. Uh, the, the 2002 one got some good votes, but I, I didn't, I just put it on there cause it got nominated so much, but Bruce Pritchard just did one about that. Yeah. And I think it'd be kind of weird if I came in and did one right after that, considering a guy who was there and helped develop the concept just did one. Yeah. So, uh, we won't be doing that one, at least right now, but we will film those. Um, and then I'll divide it up. We'll have two separate features. It's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely go check that out. Fightful.com, fightfulpods.com. Also, I mentioned on Twitter, if you have new video ideas, new video content, different kinds of stuff that Fightful doesn't do, pitch it to me. My email address is uh, on my Twitter. Also, my DMs are open. I'm always looking for new, cool, different kinds of stuff. Let me just tell you guys this. As we get into Raw, and we have a ton of stuff up at Fightful.com. I don't want to plug it all. Just go to the damn site. It's beautiful. If you wanted a post-show podcast that does not spend a fair amount of time bitching about the production, this ain't the show for you. Because <laughs> uh, that, that's going to be me tonight. Maybe it's because I watched Wrestle Kingdom last week and I didn't get all the zooms and the cuts and all that stuff. I think that's what it is because... It must be. Here's the thing, Alex. I, I do watch, you know, I watch NXT. I watch Lucha Underground when it's on. Lucha Underground is just a different type of production. It's a, a cinematic type of thing. I finally have, get to watch Impact in HD. I'm pretty stoked about that. But even Impact started to do it because, you know, they always take after WWE. You got Josh Matthews screaming, ooh, every move now. Not only that, he's saying it like he doesn't mean it. To be fair, at least Tom Phillips means it when I hear him say, Ooh, he's saying it like my job depends on it. Josh yeah. Matthews is saying it like my job after this job might depend on it. So I don't really buy it. <laughs> We're going to talk about this production stuff uh, quite often here. Let's start off with it's the big dog. Groan. Groan. Yeah. <laughs> no. Jason Jordan comes out after Roman Reigns and gives. A, it's it's a cringeworthy, but it's. It's cringeworthy by design, Alex. Like, it was supposed to be cringeworthy, and he's so good at it. I'm ready for him to be in the Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's just embraced this ridiculous character of the guy who is so grating and so annoying. Yeah. And, and this is a big part of it, so damn talented in the ring. Like, I don't think this, this character works unless you go, well, I mean, he is really damn good. You know, like, there's that, there's that caveat that you can't hate on him because, oh, man, and I, he also he sucks in the ring. But you can't even do a real dropkick. You can't, you can't beat that guy who also hates his promo stuff. Like, his character is supposed to be hated, and he's doing a great job at playing him. He's succeeding. He's doing what he's supposed he's to. He's great. I love it. I really, really like him. So Rollins comes out and tells Jordan to slow his roll. Uh, <laughs> but Jason Jordan's like, no, we are the best trio. We are the champions club. <laughs> there, there can't be three people anywhere, and especially not in the back, in the locker room area, who could possibly measure up to the three of us. Am I right, guys? Like, he's perfect. <laughs> he's perfect at this thing. It's so good. Like, it's – I think here's the thing. Uh, I don't know how to put this into words because WWE writes this stuff and this is how it comes off. But right. I get like this is him like taking mm-hmm. off of that. Yes. Yes. This is the, okay, here's the thing. The standard WWE thing to do would be like 
Man, what they had you know Gallows do. Where they had right. Luke Gallows read off a goddamn Cliff Notes version of his own career. Hey guys, yeah, we were gone well, for about like- quite a while, and <laughs> Finn over Just- here, Finsky, made history while we <laughs> became Raw Tag Team Champions right. and took it into WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah you, you tell yeah. him, good brother, and I'm like, sons of bit like the Gallows yeah. and Anderson, particularly ooze charisma. And I, I don't think Finn Balor does on the mic, but when he's with these two, you see just a level of comfortability come over him that is not there. His smile is like meters yeah. wide, this guy. It's 100%. Uh, all, all of that really lazy, hey, you, you, you guys can't watch all of our old stuff on the network. Uh, it's, it, we, did, we, we were in Japan for a while, or I think one time I heard them say in the Far East, which is a really old-fashioned way of saying Japan. Um, but yeah, okay, so there's all of that, and that's terrible, but in the old, the standard way of WWE doing this thing would be like, hey, hey guys, I think we're the three best guys in the world, don't you? Whatever, that's really, but it would be obvious to all of us at home, they're setting up a six-man tag, probably with the Balor Club. Jordan does it, and he lays it on so thick, it becomes funny. Because we all know that's the standard way of handling this stuff. But when he does it, it's like he knows the standard way is stupid. So let's go way beyond how stupid it is and make it even stupider. And it it totally worked. Totally worked. Yeah, I just, man, that, that promo that they they had Gallows and Anderson cut, I was like, my God. Uh yeah. Balor Club is out. Balor is their name. Balor Club is their name. That's what they're picking up. Sure, whatever. Uh, Balor says Finn, Finn's Balor, got all this Balor Club merch. He's got to move it. Like you know, it's yeah. Balor Club is you know it's already pretty made. They had a great line. Balor did said that he's been teaming with these guys for ten years before Jordan knew who his dad was. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. good. That was good. Come on now. But now, yeah. okay. So Jordan calls in the Champions Club, and the Balor Club laughs at him. They're booked in a match by a shitty Kurt Angle promo. So we're supposed to believe that Kurt Angle is, like, running 2000 Nitro style, where he doesn't have a main event until 15 minutes into the show. That gives me a great idea for a main event. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Why are you just coming up with main events right now? Like, it'd be one thing I think if you already I, had one. You should have said, you should have said, well, I had a main event in mind, and then one set, right. but this is even bigger. Add some add some right. juice to it. Yeah. I think I just found my main event. So tonight... Hot dog. <laughs> tonight, at the end of the night, in the traditional main event slot, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Jason Jordan are going to take on in head-to-head competition. Like it took, like I was like, you're stalling for time, Kurt. Yes. What, what are they? Did somebody forget the grapple hook at, at, the, at the other place, and they had to go How find it? Is an indie promotion not ran like a Teddy Long Invitational Tag Team Tournament? <laughs> that is money, man. It is money. It is money. You got the Chikara King of Trios. You got the the Super Eight and all that stuff. And you, you got to yeah. do a Teddy Long tournament, but uh. Man, you know, why not just do a three-minute video interviewing Gallows, Anderson, and Ballard? Have have Michael Cole interview them. 
Why'd you all get back together? Run it. There you go. Because the more I see stuff like what Mojo Raleigh did this weekend, yeah. we who is probably oh, – we're talking right now. Right now, Mojo Raleigh is a top three promo in the WWE. And that's – 1,000%. That's nuts, man. And listen, and it's, not, it's not just my, the stuff he does on WWE TV. It's him taking out his cell phone, putting it in his face. And I'm like, damn, man, like you can't wrestle worth a damn. But I don't even care right now because I believe yeah. what he's saying. Like, and I believe right. that he cares about what he's saying. And then well, I last, see last week, these guys go out there and say, and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. No, this is the whole thing is that last week they, they were supposed to have the Zach and Mojo match on SmackDown. But they ran it. They they know they didn't have time for it, so they bumped it to a dark match before the for TV. And and Mojo's like, listen, it's a land of opportunity, my ass. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna make my own opportunities. I'm going to go online. I'm gonna deliver a, a promo, the likes of which you have not seen on WWE TV in years. I'm gonna say it because th- that that kind of it was great. Metho- methodically plotted out and perfectly put down, and he nailed it. I don't know if it was the first take on his phone or the eighth, but whatever take it was, it was perfect, which is why to me, I feel like they should do more of these pre-tape things. You know what I mean? Let, let the guys actually nail it, use their own voice. And then this, if that, if that promo is not on SmackDown proper tomorrow night, somebody's messing up. Yeah. Like, why, we be- don't need to have Dasha Fuentes backstage with a mic in her hand. She can be sometimes, No, but when you yeah. have stuff like that, that happens, I mean, look, they, they did all that stupid mixed match challenge stuff tonight. Like, they got all those on TV. Get the get the mojo thing on TV. Sasha Banks and Bailey with Mickey James defeated Absolution with Paige. I uh, wanted to say Bailey's offense was on point tonight. She had a nice Saito suplex, had a nice looking clothesline. A natural heel, but boy, is she green. You can see a spot where she body slams Bailey, and Bailey's like, pin me. She says it. She goes, pin me. And now that's that's a very elementary pinning situation because the way that you're taught in any wrestling school that knows what they're doing is if your shoulders, if the opponent's shoulders are on the mat, you pin them. Uh-huh. Because that's the entire point. It doesn't matter if you go and they fall over. If their shoulders stay on the mat and they don't roll over, they don't get to a rope or anything. You pin them. That's the ultimate point of a pro wrestling match. And for anything that follows it to make sense in this regard, got to do it. Also, Mandy sometimes softballs things in there like she'll run Bailey across the ring on her shoulders and then let her go right before she hits the turnbuckle instead of into the turnbuckle. And I mean, she'll get she'll get better at that. She'll get better Um, at it. But hey, wouldn't it have been great if she had been on TV in NXT for, I don't know, the past year getting better at it down there? Before they brought her up, wouldn't that have been, you know, a thing they could have done? Well, they they decided last year, as reported exclusively on Fightful.com the week of her debut, they didn't want her to do that. And there were there were some talents. I think that Elias was one of the first ones that showed Triple H. Some people aren't going to work in NXT. They're going to work in the main right. roster. And we've heard Triple H say that about Elias. He said that he mm-hmm. told coaches down there, like, he ain't going to work for what you all want, but he'll work for what I want. And they just decided to bypass that whole thing with Mandy Rose and. Maybe it'll be all right. I mean, there it worked for a guy named Braun. So right. I'll, I'll reserve judgment because I thought that Braun was the worst idea ever, and I've never been happier to be wrong. Uh, the camera work really became noticeable here because it was the first match, but it, it sometimes leaves me unable to emotionally invest 
Because like when a got person trying to register or sell or something, camera cut, camera cut, camera cut, camera cut, we can't see the reaction on their face. We can't see the pain on their face. We can't see the desperation on their face, the joy, the agony, like anything, anything. And that's the point of the whole selling thing. I don't know. Commentary really puts over Sonya Deville, which should be done with everybody on the roster really hard until Royal Rumble because that's, that's kind of the point. Nice double clothesline spot from Sasha and Sonya, but Sasha ends up making Mandy tap out. I think this match was about as good as it was going to be with Mandy in the match, but uh, no harm here. It was, it's okay, but it feels like we see this every single week. Yeah. I mean, th- this match was fine. You know, they're, we're killing time until the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, there's no direction here on Raw, except for, I guess, now with Asuka and Nia, there's something. Um, but it's just like, hey, we're all going to be in the Rumble in a few weeks. Um, okay, cool. Yes. And then after that, you'll have stuff to build toward your, you know, programs toward Mania. That's fine. But right now, I just feel like we're kind of in a holding pattern. One thing I did notice is that... Um, they kind of forced it looks like they kind of forced Sonya Deville to wear her hair partially down as opposed to like French braided up in that nice tight ponytail. Well, they wanted to get in the, the line. Yeah. Put your hair up and square up. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to get that in. So that's, I'm positive. That's why they did it. I'm going to ask, but yeah. I'm positive. That's why they did it. Uh, you know what? If, if I find out, I'll put it in this week's fightful wrestling weekly, which <laughs> drops Friday. I'm going to have some news on that CWF Mid-Atlantic situation and uh, some behind-the-scenes NWA feature stuff. Got a lot coming to that New Japan and Access stuff. Always a bunch of exclusives drop in that uh, Fightful Wrestling Weekly. I limit it to about a 1,000 words to not overwhelm you guys, but check that out. It, it's a good watch, or it's a good read. Uh, share that bad boy, too. Woken Matt Hardy, what do you think of the new theme music? I miss Rebby playing it, but other than that, uh, I like it. I hate hate, hate, hate that it's still Hardy Boys on the Titantron. Like, that's just lazy and stupid. Yeah. Like, this guy's absolutely not a Hardy Boy. All their Titantrons are lazy now. Yeah. But, I mean, like, they could have done anything. Just have your stupid little Woken graphic with the breaking glass. Do that. Like, it's purple and green. That's that's not at all what he's doing anymore. Do something else. But I think the theme is great. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, I I do love the theme. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing uh, what, where they go with this. So Matt Hardy bat, bites Kurt Hawkins' fingers. German suplexes Hawkins into the buckles. I like that he switches up his offense for this character. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> here we go again. WWE production really does the delete head smashes into the turnbuckle, a disservice. <sighs> because you can't see them. You don't even know. They, they do it on impact. On impact. They cut, 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 cut. So lame. A twist of fate wins it. Then Bray Wyatt shows up and they laugh at each other. <sighs> I, I tweeted this. It feels like they were like, hey, guys, um, uh, you guys are going to have a match at Mania. Um, but you're not allowed to have a match before then. And the feud starts in like mid-December. We have no idea what, what, what you guys are going to do to kill time uh, between now and then. Got any ideas? Wait. And somebody's like, we could laugh at each other a lot. Because <laughs> like, there's nothing else. But to be fair, it's... and to be fair, if that were pitched to me with those two guys, I'd say, not the worst idea in the world. Right. You right. could maybe make it work. Now, this is here's the thing. This is what used to happen in WWE all the time. They would be able to 
tease a feud like this, then they eliminate each other from the Royal Rumble, and then it just carries on from there. But we're talking like back in the 90s and stuff when you were on TV every other week, maybe. Right. Raw was an hour long. Like, it's it's just not the case now. Still, hey, I, I want to see what they can do together. I want it. I want the Jeremy Borash style stuff. Here, here's what I thought of. Um, here's what I thought of this this weekend that I was like, oh, please let this be true. If they can continue this feud long enough, so that Jeff comes back from his injury, and he's brother Nero, and they do this thing. Well, wouldn't there have to be a brother near Bo for Bray Wyatt? Oh, you like you could, a bitch. You, you could bring, you. you could bring Bo Bro Dallas finally over to How team with his brother. How dare you think of that before me? How dare you? That is brilliant. <laughs> that is magnificent. Brother Nearbow. <laughs> I, I don't know, man, because when we're about to talk about this Miz TV segment, and yeah. Bo Dallas was phenomenal oh, in this he's segment. So, he's so great. What yes. Yeah. Oh. As was Elias, he introduces the returning Miz. He has the crowd in the palm of his hand doing the walk with Elias thing. Crowd was all about the Miz. Yeah. Canning for him and <laughs> all this stuff. And he was not the Miz. He was Jake Carter. He still had the haircut and all that stuff. <laughs> but, oh, my God, this was – whoever wrote this was really, really good. Bo Dallas presents Miz a gift, and it's a, a photo of himself framed. And Miz goes, you got me a photo of myself? And Bo says, yeah, I know. It's going to be hard sleeping without that thing tonight. <laughs> it's gonna be hard getting to sleep today. There we go. Because he's giving it. It's, it's so, and I love that that Miz goes, "What?" And before <laughs> Bo can answer, Curtis is like, "I got you this jacket." These these guys are so great, and God bless them for allowing these guys to appear on my TV every week. Bo Dallas also, tries to we give need him to speak his about, watch. Yeah, we we need to speak about Bo Dallas's hair. And how it got so luxurious tonight. I don't know what, what care product he uses, but speaking as a bald man myself, I can say I'm really jealous. I'm still looking for a shampoo sponsor, you guys. I washed this bad boy <laughs> at 7.30, and I'm, I'm, I was not happy because I tried to put it up right before the show, and I was like, nope, not happening. But, Sean, you know, you, you can mess that hair up if you want to mess it up. It's my it's, hair. It's your hair. I can do with it what I want. I still got to get that script wrote. Fightful commercial coming soon. So <laughs> Curtis Axel finishes by <laughs> trying to give him his shoes. Miz wants his Intercontinental title match. He later gets it. That's going to be at Raw 25. I am very excited for that show. Uh, speaking of the Bruce Pritchard show, I just listened to a show where they talked about how they landed on the Manhattan Center and stuff. So I'm really excited to see Raw happen from there i've got a lot of friends that are going i wish i could go there but it's one of those events like need to be here to cover uh up next we had the cruiserweight championship match cedric defeated enzo amore this was not good at least in my opinion naya practically watching this match with her back to the television cedric counters a ddg with a drop kick or as it's called in wdb and oh and then Enzo gets busted open with his handspring kick. The handspring in this position, in this situation, pointless. And Cedric has been known to bust some people open. He's done it. He did a lot in ROH. Then Cedric lands on Enzo with the Tope Con Hilo. And Enzo does an all-time great sell, I would say. Like, 
to the point to where at least at least a half a dozen messages, tweets, DMs immediately is Enzo hurt? How the hell should I know? We found right. out when we came back from break that he wasn't. Or that it's indicated that he wasn't. It was a planned backstage segment. Right. My God, Enzo rocked yeah. the shit on this cell. Like he went above and <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure he might get a little bit of flack for cursing, but he said stuff like, "Oh God, not now, not today, yeah. not now." You know, that was which awesome. Is, which is, I'm pretty sure some some of like very close to the actual stuff that Cass said when he actually blew out everything in his leg. You know, because Cass was getting that major push, and he was like, "Oh crap, this is this is gonna ruin me." Like yeah, basically, maybe it's just Enzo ribbing Cass. <laughs> it could be, but <laughs> it could be, but um, but yeah, I, I I wondered whether or not this was the actual plan finish. Uh, until the the backstage segment you talked about was like, oh, okay, this was this was the plan finish. Um, yeah, I agree. The, they call that handspring into the ropes kick the neuralizer it's one of my favorite moves in wrestling it always looks badass when he has like because gulak sells the crap out of it um which is all i watch is 205 live apparently and and those are the batches that that they have um but yeah i've never seen anybody get busted open on it but uh you know i'm saying cedric busted open a few people in ring of honor Um, like not with that i'm just saying the Um, move doesn't make any damn sense like if he got irish whip no no. it makes a little more sense but it's to just I mean, just walk over next to the dude and kick him. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I do hope that they're – I don't know. I, I feel like they're not just – they're just not going to put the title on anybody I want it to be on, and I have to just accept that. Um, but I, I, I really – I hope this isn't the end of Cedric Alexander possible chances. You know what I mean? Guys, use the hashtag, hashtag WWE, stop the Zoom. Yeah, stop get that the Zoom. going. WWE, stop the Zoom. Hashtag. Goldust is shown founding, finding out about his mixed uh, mixed match challenge partner. It's Alicia Fox. Cedric Alexander was backstage with Goldust before all this, before this match, which I should have mentioned. Um, who's ripping off my friend Coach Gator's gimmick. How dare he? Cedric is forced to cut a crappy written promo. Also, Balor Club backstage, they... Shoot the shiznit about good times in Japan. And now Carl Anderson's hot Asian wife is officially in WWE canon. Yep. And they shout out Bad Luck Fale and Tamatanga, which I'm sure nobody who had anything to do with producing that segment had any clue about. Yep. Even though WWE wanted at least one of them two years ago. Yes. Man. Man. Also, uh, as I mentioned, Miz gets his Intercontinental title match. The Bar get their tag team title rematch. Alexa Bliss is seen trying to play (laughs) Asuka and Nia Jax against one another. But Nia is hip to it. I like their their chemistry on screen because for all this written, the stuff that's written for them, Nia and Alexa seem to go back and forth in a much more natural way. Maybe it's because of their friendship, whatever it is. Maybe they're able to add a little bit to it. But I thought they worked pretty well together. Yeah, no, they're they're great together. They're um, you know real life best friends. Uh, they interplay like on total divas and stuff. It's all very real. These are two actual people who really care about each other, like each other. Um, so it's much easier for them to have that rapport in these in these segments. I like that they're like 
like we're best friends and sometimes we fight because you know we're both wrestlers. Yeah. I think that's fine, but it, like but nobody ever acknowledges that in wrestling. And that should be acknowledged that we're friends all all the time and sometimes we have to fight because we're wrestlers. And that's that's totally cool. Um and I like that Nia Jack says if I win this Royal Rumble, um then I'm coming for your title because I want to be a champion. Like my bo- like my boo Enzo. Uh, so that's cool. That's that's cool. Fine. Um, I do think it's kind of weird. Like, Oscar doesn't speak English, is the big thing. And then later in the night, yeah. we see her say, "Partner, we are going to win." I'm like, "Well, she speaks enough English." A little, a little, a little, un poco. It's funny that you mentioned that best friends, like that best friends gimmick. When me and my tag team partner, who's my wrestling coach, would work shows. The majority, I would say 90% of the guys were so goddamn green on these shows, and we were too, that that was the kind of thing that we ran so we could avoid working with that 90%. We're like, listen, we'll, we'll just we'll just do one another. That way we don't, like, break our necks and stuff. That would be yeah. kind of cool. And I was like, why, why does anybody run that on the, like, I mean, Sting and Luger kind of did that sometimes. And I was like, yeah. man, that was such a cool dynamic. Now, to be fair. Bliss and Nia Jax ain't Sting and Luger. (laughs) But still. Um, Titus Worldwide got a win. Not only that, they're on a winning streak because Dana Brooke also won a main event last week. And if you haven't seen her reaction, it is worth going out of your way to check out. Like, she beat Mickey James. And she was like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Maybe? It never occurred to her. Like you know how people do the thing they can't believe they got the two they yeah. kicked out. She couldn't believe she got the win. It was really cool. I was thinking, I was like, I'm surprised this match was so competitive. And also I'd rather they have a different partner for Apollo Cruz. Like I don't I don't feel comfortable watching Titus in the ring sometimes. He ain't good. Uh this does not make the bar seem too prepared for the self proclaimed greatest group of all time right. in Jordan and Rollins. Yeah. Not not a great match, but Titus Worldwide pick up a surprise win. Apollo's moonsault off the apron to avoid the brogue kick was really cool. Yeah. I want your thoughts on this, but unfortunately, I get the feeling personally it's just so they can beat Titus Worldwide a couple times heading into the Rumble. Right, of course. Um... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But here's the deal. I, I was thinking about this. I was talking to a friend of mine about how ridiculously deep the tag team roster is over on SmackDown. Mm. Like super deep. And and when they were like, oh, hey, Seamus Cesaro, don't worry. I'll find you guys a tag team to go. I'm like, who? Who are you finding? Who else is there? Because all it is to me is it's it's now, it used to be Ambrose and Rollins. Now it's Jordan and Rollins, and it's the bar. Who else? The Revival, they can't get on TV for some damn reason. And even if it was, even if they kid, they wouldn't be put in this spot. So it's oh, it winds up being Titus and Apollo, who aren't even really technically a tag team. But over on SmackDown, you got you got Rusev and English, you got the New Day, you got the Usos, you got Shelton and, uh, and Gable, you got Brizongo never wrestles, but they're really good. You know, you got all these guys. I won't the Bludgeon Brothers, but I mean, Harper and Rowan are very talented. So you have all these people, but on Raw, it's nothing. They got nothing. Worth noting that uh, the revival weren't on the house show loop this weekend either. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Do you think that Dana Brooks' statistical analysis is paying off? Of course. I mean, she's I'll, like put together the player efficiency rating and all that yeah. stuff. Yes, um, when when the, she's written down, she's scouted them. So she's told Titus, when Sheamus misses a brogue kick into the ropes, you can you can pin him with a roll-up 82% of the time. And that's just playing the odds. She just is Jonah Hill to Titus's Brad Pitt yes. in Moneyball. Yes. That's what she is. She's fantastic. reboot Moneyball with Dana Brooke in the Jonah Hill role. There's no way that could go wrong. <laughs> None. That is... <laughs> A surefire winner. That is, that is a winner. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman come out. Heyman makes a pretty good point that the title matches went from who can defeat Brock Lesnar, who can fake take on Brock Lesnar, to how can Brock Lesnar overcome this predicament? And Brock Lesnar thinks that sucks. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Like, he does have a real reason to be upset. Brock Lesnar, I, I just realized this tonight, like, He's looking at possibly a one-year title run unless he loses here. I guess yeah. nuts. You don't see that a lot today in WWE. But Kane attacks Lesnar, and then Braun Batman Strowman shows up and kills them both. Wow, Alex. Now, first yeah. off, I'll just, I'll just go and get the negative out of the way. Too many goddamn zooms. But hashtag WWE stop the zoom. But I thought Lesnar and Kane may have died. Yeah, no, that, yes. My fridge be, died uh, this weekend. I thought they were going to join my fridge, RIP they, in peace, fridge. They, they, would, they would have met your fridge at the pearly gates. Um, listen, uh, this was all kinds of awesome. Uh, from, from Braun coming in, knocking both men down, and then just javelining Brock Lesnar. Barack oh my God. Lesnar into the, into the wall. And if the wall had not been there, Brock Lesnar would still be hurtling through time and space. That crate um, fell down onto him, too. <laughs> oh, man, that looked brutal. <laughs> that looked brutal. I thought he was dead from that. And then, you know, he, he, he knocks down Kane wherever he did to Kane. But then he's like, he picks up a road box. And even if that thing's empty, that thing weighs a ton. So he hits him with that. Then he goes over another road box. He opens it up like he's going to find something in there. And what does he find? He finds it. Goddamn grappling hook. And here's what he does. He sees it, he picks it up, and he does one of these things. 
Like he know, like, oh, I know what I'm gonna do with this. And he just throws it up onto the light thing. One shot. He hits it one sh- Batman couldn't even hit a grappling hook with one shot. He was gonna try twice. And then he pulls it down. He just pull- oh my god. It's like there's if you thought, if you told me. Uh, he just pulled, pushed over a, an, an ambulance with Roman Reigns inside. And you said, this is April of, of 2017. You told me by January, he'll have topped that somehow. I'm like, you're lying. You're a liar. You're a dirty liar. It'll never happen. But he did it tonight. He pulled down a whole lighting rig and killed two men. If his grappling hook rating on 2K19 <laughs> isn't a 99, <laughs> what are we even doing here? If that doing? weapon... Isn't in the game next year. Must be. It must be. What are you even doing here? I just need to know. Somebody needs to tell me what is that grappling hook meant to be used for? Like why why is it there among the props? Um also he pulled a whole lighting rig down backstage, but I want to know why the lighting rig is there to begin with, because it wasn't really lighting anything. But okay, all of that doesn't matter because this was awesome. A cameraman sits atop it and does the have you heard about the secret camera angles WWE does? Like when Batista and Jericho bladed and they called them into the office and they're like, need to show you this. And they had like some secret video angle that caught them blading. And they're like, what? We didn't, we've never seen that camera. Never heard of that camera. It's on top of that lighting rig. Some poor cameraman's dead. Oh man, this was good. This is good. Braun is the guy, man. He's the guy. He's ready. Like, like the thing he's is, one, he's probably not winning the title at the Rumble. I hope he does. He's not. I'll, I'll, I'll hope for it every time he gets a title shot. I will hope that he wins. And I will know that him winning would be the right choice. But I also know that he probably won't win. You know? Just the way it works. My God. This was awesome. This was great. Guys, subscribe to us, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Player FM. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on everything. YouTube, leave us a thumbs up, all that good stuff. We have tons of MMA, pro wrestling, boxing content. Visit Fightful.com. I've told you this a million times. Heading to the main two segments. Samoa Joe defeated Rhino. Their first TV singles match was in July 2006 for TNA, and they have faced each other several times since then. Joe kills Rhino, then enters the Royal Rumble. The story of this wasn't the match, although you get to continue the storyline of Joe killing people and Slater and Rhino trying to toughen each other up. I love those two for ones because Rhino can lose. It's part of his story. But in this promo, Joe targets John Cena. You're talking a built-in history there, one that has not been told on WWE TV over and over and over again. I remember watching tapes like, in like 04, 05 of Joe, Cena, and Christopher Daniels. It was like homework stuff for pro wrestling training that I was doing. And you go through, you watch how how this school drilled, and it was it was those three guys just coming up together and like working together and all that stuff. And you know, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think. I mean, now it's common knowledge, but back then a lot of people wouldn't have thought that. And from 2005 on, Joe and Cena were relatively at the top of their games in their respective companies. Now at times Joe would get put on the back burner and all that stuff. And looking at what WWE does with him now, it's, it's amazing to see that anybody could ever put him there. But this is, uh, 
quite nice, and he explains what a pirate. <laughs> he gives the. <laughs> you know what a Carrick victory is, don't you, Charlie? Yeah, curious. Oh my God, it was so good. It was He's great. A, he got he got wrestling fans to use Google. I love Joe so much, um, and I loved I loved this so much. Just the, the one problem I have with this is that as soon as Joe comes out, and I'm like, oh God, who's he gonna kill? And then I hear, I'm just one man. I'm like, oh God, Heath. And the problem is, is that it's obviously Heath's song, but it also can apply to Rhino. So as soon as I was like, oh, it's Rhino. Okay. I was not nearly as afraid for Rhino as I would have been for Heath. And I think they just need to have a different song that that Rhino comes out to if Rhino was wrestling a singles match. That's all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was fun. This was these two guys who used to used to have just slobber knockers back when Rhino was in NXT for a little while. They used to just yeah. beat the crap out of each other. That was fun. They had a couple of more them. of that. Um, but yeah, uh, Joe is great. His whole like, yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I lost to, to Roman Reigns, but I'm pretty sure I've taken years off of his career these past few weeks. That's great. What a great way to like spin that loss into like a total total win, um, and this is major. Like like I'm gonna I'm enjoying the entering the Royal Rumble, and I tweeted this before he talked about John Cena, but I was like, Samoa Joe has had that last four in the in the Rumble air about him. Like he'd be the guy like you'd be like whoa dude if Joe could win this that'd be a badass made event of mania. You'd have that, especially like 10, 15 years ago, he would be that guy that you'd be worried about, but he wouldn't actually win. Uh, and now like saying specifically, I'm going after Cena is a major deal. Uh, and something that I'm really looking forward to the storyline of that continuing because As Joe could get a lot of great stuff out of Cena. Balor Club defeated the Champions Club. This is the most I've cared about the entire Balor Club since they came into WWE. There were eight goddamn camera cuts in the middle of the Roman Reigns clotheslines into the corner. Now, I get it. Those clotheslines look really bad, and they need all the visual help they can get. I don't know why Reigns still does it. I don't know if somebody's told them they told them they look bad or what the deal is. But they look really, really bad. Not so bad. That you send your audience into seizures, though. My God, terrible. I do like when Reigns gets hit with like a big strike and then he rebounds into the ropes and hits a Superman punch. I always think that comes off really well because he does that so good. Seth Rollins gets a nice hot tag, but nobody's there for him when he needs a tag. This gets pretty good when it, it breaks down a bit, but I don't think it ever gets into that top gear. Jordan causes the ref to miss a, miss a tag, and that causes Reigns to, or Rollins to eat a magic killer. Anderson and Gallows attack Reigns, and Jordan just stands there like, oh, man, that really sucks to be you out there, guy. Oh, dang. And then he goes to wake up Rollins. Rollins saves him, gets kicked into the corner, coup de gras. Balor wins. What do you think of this match before we get to the post-match? I'm hoping it's the beginning of a longer program between these two teams uh, that we could see them wrestle, you know, Every other Raw, maybe on a pay-per-view, a smaller one between now and Mania, uh, because this is great. We're basically getting the Bullet Club versus the Shield-ish. Because to me, like, I mean, I love Dean. Dean doesn't do in the ring for me what Jason Jordan does in the ring for me. Like, like when when we get to a point, if they have a series of matches 
where Jason Jordan is doing that rolling Northern light suplex to Luke Gallows, like hose me down, people just ho- hose me down. <laughs> um, and, and I, and what, whatever, whatever Dean is doing, it ain't gonna be that for me. So I'm looking forward to more of this and it brings me to my next thing, which is, wouldn't it be kind of cool? Even if it wasn't for a belt, if, if, WWE made like a six man tag tournament. I've it'd, been it'd be running kind of, that man. Wouldn't that be cool? Like, I, be, obviously, you have enough. You can have the Miseraj involved. Wyatt family people. reformed. Like, you can do a lot of cool A lot of. You can bring the Spirit guys. Squad back. Like, you can. Hell yes. You can do all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, like, there's there's a bunch of them that you could put together and have a lot of fun with. Um, like, there's there's just there's so many. There's so many. And maybe that gives you a look at somebody. I, I want to go ahead and bring this up. There's a report that Serena Deeb is maybe headed back to WWE. WWE got a look at her after she had retired in the May Young Classic and mm-hmm. changed a lot of things about herself. She had hair. She was in different kind of shape now. She just She's completely different than what she was back then. And apparently WWE liked it because they're, they're interested in bringing her back. Uh, I've also got a couple of Raw-related things to talk about after this. Ms. Taraj attacked the new Shield. This is mainly to set the stage for Raw 25, but there's not, not a lot we can really have to mention here, but Miz is getting his own show on the USA Network that he's executive producing. If this is not a bigger hit than Chrisley, I don't have much faith in humanity. No. Yeah. This is the problem is that... I don't think there's a crossover between Grizzly viewers and Raw viewers unless it's people who happen to leave the TV on after Raw. You know, like, that's about it. Uh, so I don't know what – I honestly don't know if this is going to do better numbers than, like, a Total Divas or whatever. But I'd watch the hell out of this. Well, it's on these, USA Network. That can't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – it's. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, they, what this is. But I also – Love the title. Have you heard the title? Was it Mr. and Ms.? No, it's Ms. and Mrs. Because she's she's Mrs. the Ms. It's perfect. I love it. Um, Also, also I love love motivated heel Ms. Has there ever been anybody that has parlayed something like the real world and more than the Ms.? My God. Never. never. Not a chance. I I I mean... I was running through his credit lists, Alex, like five seasons of Real World Road Rules Challenge, uh, Battle of the Network Reality Stars. He hosts a series of the challenge. He was on Tough Enough, Total Divas, and now this, my God, the dude is just, he's putting in that work. Like, he's he's doing it. Like, when you have somebody like that who is just willing, that's what I always, like, I always think, like, you have to be willing to outwork everybody, and The Miz certainly is, man. That's, That's pretty admirable. I, I love uh, watching his stuff when he when he gets to be this kind of motivated. Like the the skull crushing finale, the first one to Roman, where after he hit it, he just laid there, like mm. just staring out with that evil smile. Like he's really really good. Like he's not he's not getting superstar of the year from Rolling Stone for nothing. Like he's really 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 good at doing all of the stuff around this. You can say, "Oh, he's soft in the ring." He sucks. And and fine, you can be wrong, 
but you you can't say any of those things about all the stuff around the wrestling that he does because he does all of that impeccably. So if Alex, uh, he was beaten in Tough Enough Season 4 by Daniel Pewter, who you were recently acquainted with on our 2005 Royal Rumble alternate commentary. Go check it out, FightfulPods.com, our YouTube. It's over there. You got to check it out. Uh, that was the only main roster appearance for Daniel Pewter. I think it's safe to say the Miz beat him out. Yeah, he, he did. He beat him up pretty good. Um, yeah, he he won. He won. He may not have won at the time, but it, oh, on on the long haul, he won. Yeah, definitely. He sure did. He sure did. Uh, Miz gets his his Intercontinental Title rematch at at uh, Raw twenty five. Also, Kurt Angle is shown in the backstage earlier in the show talking to somebody, like basically just flat out saying, "Hey." You're coming back for the rumble, right? I know it's been years. Yeah, I, I love it. Like, hi, yes, I know that you have not wrestled in in a long time, but I think you should come back for the Royal Rumble match. And it's like, oh, so it's somebody who's retired. All right, well, that, okay, that's interesting. Let's see who that. Like, you know, that's fine. But it was just, it was just so obvious. Like, you could yeah. be talking to anybody, but then when you be when it becomes like. I know that you haven't wrestled in a long time. Like <gasps> everyone's like on my on my timeline. Trish Stratus is it Trish? Is it Trish? And I'm like, oh, who cares? Like, I hope it's Kelly Kelly, just so I can get you to write an article. <laughs> That's it. I want another reason to repost the Kelly Kelly gets approval <laughs> for her marriage from Test Behind Beyond the Grave. Which wait, have you updated that recently? I I, I don't I don't think I have. Uh, you need to because they split up. <laughs> oh no. So apparently, the Hollywood medium. Well, listen, I'm calling it now. I, I I don't have this for sure, but I know for a fact that she cheated on her husband with Ghost Test. I'm just saying. Oh my it. god! Right now, it happened. I hope you verified uh, and... that with at least two sources. We are an award-winning outlet. Damn it! I cannot have irresponsible listen. journalism. As 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 Fangdango said to to Renee Young, I'm not even a real journalism. Oh, so I'm you know I'm just I'm just a guy who makes jokes about. Do stuff. you remember the time? Who was it that added you to their list on Twitter? Uh, oh, uh, under God. internet shit dicks. Internet shit dicks. I was actually added to his <laughs> list. I uh, blocked him, and, and he started a new account. It added me to a different list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I was keeping very good company. I remember that. I was like, oh, well, I don't mind being on this list. I've made an effort to be, like, remarkably <laughs> positive on social media. Like, there are some things I'm yeah. going to complain about and bitch about. and yep. Like, you know, sad times. My fridge died. Like, <laughs> it happens. That's about as sad as you're going to see me get on Twitter these days. I don't argue with anybody. Like, there's there's no point in it. But I got to say, that was one of my favorites. You getting added to internet shit dicks. Yep. Um <laughs> So we're about we've got about half the female field announced. Now, as I mentioned on the list in your boy, which airs Wednesdays on Fightful.com, the last couple of years there haven't been like a bunch of surprises, like one-off surprises in the Royal Rumble. You had Ty Dillinger, who eventually made his way up to the main roster. You had uh, AJ Styles, who was a part of the main roster. That's it. On the women's side of things, I think you're gonna see a few because you need yeah. some to fill out the roster because I don't necessarily think they want – and this is just me speculating. I don't think they would want to bring up a bunch of NXT people and have – because, oh, my God, I, I, I still get tweets. Are they mad at the iconic duo? No. 
the iconic duo NXT needed them more than they needed NXT mm-hmm. and they were kept down there and they're, they're kind of used to bridge gaps and things like that. But, ah, oh my God, like I, I guess I just don't want to deal with Stan Twitter. I guess that's what it is. Well, yeah. And I, I feel like there's a lot of people that you could, you could use in the Royal rumble that wouldn't create a huge, Oh, does that mean they're coming up buzz? Yeah. Like you could bring in Bianca Belair because she's really young, but created a huge impact in the in the Mae Young Classic, and you could have her eliminate some people because she's super strong. She can get them up over the top rope, and then she could go back down to NXT, and nobody would be like, "Oh, well, that was stupid." Like, no, because she's because still she doesn't have a super established NXT. TV run yet, though. If no, that's if, true. The iconic duo we're putting this Rumble like people are going to expect them to be on the roster. They absolutely would. And I mean, they also brought Bailey up for like one match a couple of years that was, ago. That center was record. weird. After she didn't get drafted, it was so weird. So WWE announced a number of former stars for WWE 25. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair, Undertaker, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, the APA, Dudley Boys, Bella Twins, New Age Outlaws, DX, Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler. Um. Anybody that sticks out to you, it's always cool to see Austin. Does he throw out a stunner? Yeah. I mean, it all all, all becomes is who who who's the on the receiving end. Will it will it yeah. will it will it be Kurt Hawkins or will it be Elias? Those are the two op- to yeah. the two to me to the two options uh, for for this whoever takes the stunner. Um, I'm I'm always psyched to see you know the outsiders back together because that brings back warm fuzzies for me because that was a major part of my wrestling fandom was watching that and going holy crap you know like oh that yeah was a, that was a major deal um so that's I'll never cool. forget memorial day 2000 or 1996 when uh scott hall showed up on wcw i will never yeah. forget that day in my life yeah um yeah anyway no i'm, I'm super excited for it I, I i'm i want i want the first time that i see road dog to be to be when I hear, oh, you didn't know, sure, because that's that's my favorite beginning of any theme song ever, uh, and yeah, it always makes me feel happy and and like I'm seventeen, eighteen again. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, I'm 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 really down for for whatever the Raw twenty five has in store for us. Um, I'm hoping we also get some good matches. The the inclusion of um, Miz and, and, and Reigns makes me feel like at least we'll have, you know, a cool title shot there, even though it, having it happen on that night makes it even more of a lock that Roman keeps his belt, Yeah, um, which is kind of a, a, a unfortunate. But, um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that night in two weeks a lot. Uh, also, weirdly super looking forward to the Mixed Max Challenge now with all of these teams being announced because uh, the Braun and Alexa tag team is is all of everything I want just because it forces Braun's head to get cut off in so many backstage interviews, and I'm just here for it, man. It's going to be really fun, yeah, really fun. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm I'm happy for it. Guys, we have stepped up our New Japan coverage. As I mentioned, go to FightfulWrestling.com, and you will see up at the top bar uh, on the far right right now. It's our Wrestle Kingdom Week recap. Everything from the press conferences before, the articles in the lead-up. Like, if you have not watched New Japan in a while or never have, it gets you caught up. We've got a ton of stuff over there. Uh, we have forums. We have events. We have a great 
uh, list of resources at Fightful.com. The only one with an injury report. The only one with a list of con- of confirmed contract expirations. Like we try to do things a little bit different. Have uh, all the news that you could possibly find in a wrestling website. Only we don't even make you click like 20 articles in a day. We put a lot of the smaller stuff into two fight size updates at the beginning and the end of the day uh, to make it easier for you. We want your clicks. We don't want you getting pissed off at us, guys. We got photos, videos, podcasts, all that good stuff. Alex, what should we do for WrestleMania alternate commentary? Provided that the Elimination Chamber ones hold up. I feel like they will hold up. The one, the ones I'm, I'm looking forward to. But again, this if we're not doing them until the actual time of of the mm-hmm. of the match itself. Well, we we might film them well before, but that's true. Uh, but I'm looking for Money in the Bank ones. I think we oh, could yeah. do a bunch of those that'd be really great. I'm also looking. F- I also would love to do just weird train wreck matches, like things that just yep. did not go well. Like if we were to do a train wreck match for the Elimination Chamber, it would absolutely be that intercontinental title match where Brian had to vacate and and Mark Henry's pod busted too early so he just yes. wandered into the match way before he was supposed to there's a lot of like really fun things we could do with that I, i'm i'm down for doing like stuff that has has no business being talked about but could be a lot of fun like the hardcore weird. battle royal at wrestlemania 2000 ah oh, something like that something I like, like that i like us doing ones that have a lot of people in it because it gives me more things like yeah, I can yeah. find out a little bit more info because what I like to do is track down information that maybe isn't public or things like that and provide that to our viewers because I don't want them to just tune in and hear us shoot the shit. That's plenty fun. Yeah. But I want to give them some exclusive information. I think that's one of the things in a wrestling site that, that sets us apart is that every day you go to Fightful.com, you can find out something there that you haven't gotten anywhere else. I have a request for one that could be a lot of fun is the Hell in a Cell multi-man match where Rikisi got choke slammed off of the the cage. Like that could be a total ton of fun. Like anything from that golden era that I feel like a lot of people remember that time, but haven't watched the the match in 15 plus years. Those things are so cool. So fun to revisit. Guys, follow us on Instagram. We are on Instagram, very active. I'm posting exclusive photos up there all the time now. I've done a lot of work as a photographer in wrestling as well, and I'll add like a little story about the photo up there. Um, go check us out at Fightful Online. Over on Twitter, you can follow us at Fightful Online for all of our stories. You can follow at Fightful Wrestle to get our wrestling live tweets and wrestling stories and Fightful MMA for our MMA uh, live tweets and our MMA and boxing stories. Uh, we've got Holy Smokes MMA podcast coming up tomorrow. You'll hear pros picks for this weekend's UFC St. Louis show. Uh, we've got the List in Your Boy on Wednesday afternoon. Jimmy Van back from Vegas. I'm sure he got crazy. I'm sure he got wild. Check it out. Uh, and, of course, the post-Smackdown show tomorrow night. Lots of fun over at Fightful.com. Let your friends know about it. Let your grandma know about it. Maybe you haven't talked to your aunt in a while. You should dial her up. Call her. Don't text her. Call her and say, have you, have you been to Fightful.com? And she'll say, what in the hell is Fightful.com? And then you'll hang up on her because she doesn't deserve to know if she's going to act like that. Alex, what do you got going on this week, my friend? Um, I don't know, man. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying, trying to handle dad life. I think this week we're going to start doing some uh, some of those uh, 
uh, elimination chamber matches. I'm looking forward to those uh, and uh, just uh, trying to live life, brother. <laughs> I got a couple days off this weekend. It was weird. It was mm. weird to have two days off in a row. But uh, here we are. I'm telling people to disown their ants on on our live broadcasts now. So apparently it paid off. Apparently yep. it paid off. Fightful.com, my friends, as always, hit us up on Twitter. I want to know what you guys want to see. Like, if is there something you want us to do different? Is there something you want us to add to the site? Let us know. Until next time, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money and